Welcome to another episode of the History's Mysteries podcast. Today, we will be discussing Princess Diana's death. My name is Keely, and my co-hosts are Olivia Voss and John Chrisman, with research by Brody Dawsonback. So, what do you all think about Princess Diana? Um, well... I think she was a very, she was a very outgoing person, especially like with her advocacy and everything, but I think she was not really well loved and given a bad rap by the press within London and with the UK, so. I have to agree. Yeah, I, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like the royal family was probably jealous of her from the publicity she got, because she got like it might have like disrupted Charles's ego or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was world, like world loved, mm-hmm. and then there was Charles. Charles so. could have been seen as like the side piece. Yeah, well, in her early life, she she wasn't born a princess. She married into the royal family. And she was already like living a public life, anyways, because of her like family status yeah it's like (laughs) she went from not being in the spotlight to being in the spotlight all of a sudden with her and charles relationship yeah definitely she dealt with it well though Mm -hmm. yeah but think she was 20 years old when yeah they announced their engagement like and there was a cut also talking about the age gap between her and charles as well oh yeah Ooh. So she was born at Park House, which was the property that her parents were actually renting from the Queen. Mm-hmm. She grew up with Charles's siblings, like Andrew and Edward, as playmates. Which That's she was already like talking to them, I guess. Before, That's interesting. Yeah. I mean. Before she married in. So they definitely knew what type of person, like, she. they knew she was a bubbly and charismatic person before she married in. Right. Um, she was granted the title of Lady Diana due to her father's title as he succeeded into the earldom when she was 14. And so, like, again, like, she definitely had a title. Right. I did not know that. And then, I like, honestly... The whole thing with Charles, like, oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you want to talk about yeah, it, I mean, go ahead. go ahead. I feel like she was too good for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're gonna... Well, I mean, he met Camilla when he was 22 in 1970. He marries Diana in 81 but continues his affair with Camilla through the entire marriage yeah pretty much and the, all the books I've read about this he always said like he always loved Camilla more yeah no that's <laughs> so then why did he marry Diana <laughs> I think because of the pressure he was put on as being the prince and like, like being now the king, who is now the king, soon to be, and I think there was just a lot of pressure put on him, being like, "Hey, you got to get married." Like, and she, Camilla, was divorced. Mm. Was frowned mm, upon. She married Parker Bowles yeah. in seventy three. Well, it was still frowned upon to be 
married to it like for a yeah. royal to be married to a divorced person. I don't know. She got divorced until after Diana died. So then, anyways, what we are focusing on in our podcast is how, like the popular consensus on like how she died. Like, was it a murder? Was it an accident? And we decided that she was murdered. Just there's no way that it could have been an accident. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, okay, so the royal family through the tabloids all those years knew that what was happening, what was going on, that there was an affair, and there was also, like, talk about the Queen and Diana not getting along. And it took how long for the the police and fire and emergency to get to her? I honestly feel like it might have taken a couple hours. Because, yeah. like, I think I remember reading that. I, I think it took a couple hours because... If they would have gotten there a lot quicker, <laughs> she would have she would have still alive. been alive. Right. But with the time frame that they had, like the the hours that it took, nah, she didn't she didn't survive it that way. So no, because like on the night she died, okay, she was like freshly divorced. She I think she was seeing someone. She was yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember his name, but I do I do believe she was seeing someone, and. The queen sent her driver, and I feel like she possibly, the queen had a suspicion that, like, he was drunk, like, well over <laughs> the limit, and... Yeah, and I'll get into that later more. He was speeding, like, he was going s- silly fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and honestly... I feel like it was a murder, but Olivia, what did you have to say? Uh, well, I mean, with Diana's death, there's just a lot of, there's a lot that we could talk about. Um, I guess I can go into my part. Um, so with Diana's death, uh, basically the events were that Diana had, Diana went to dinner with her, um, with her, with her then boyfriend at the time. They went to go get dinner together. And as when they left, they were being chased by the paparazzi and the car had crashed in a tunnel in Paris. Now, fun fact is, is that I've actually been in that tunnel, so it was really interesting. At the time, she w- with her boyfriend, who was Alf. Wait, I- back up. You were in the tunnel. Yeah, I went to the tunnel like last June. Did they have I like anything to- for her? I think it was just a basic tunnel, and it was kind of sad, honestly, when oh. we went through it. But back to where I was. Uh, her then boyfriend at the time, Alf Fade. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry. And the paparazzi followed them in the hopes of getting photos of the couple. Her driver had tried to make an attempt to escape from the press, but unfortunately the car had spun out of control. And the car was going about 121 miles per hour. There is no reason (laughs) to ever go that fast. Yeah, and it also was reported that Diana's driver had been drinking. Yes, he was 
well over the he was three times over the French drinking and driving limit. Yep. Three times. Do you know how much alcohol that is? That is like a lot of alcohol. The French limit? Yeah, <laughs> the French limit. Because <laughs> like they drink like an, a glass or two of wine at lunch a day. So yeah, if you think about it. So how did the royal family react to her death? Let's think about I, okay. that. I do know her children, like obviously, her children are devastated. They lost their mom. Yeah, I'll get and into that. <laughs> she was a loving mom. I, I feel like Charles was both relieved and sad at the same time because, like, yeah, the mom, like, the mother of his children died, but he could be with Camilla now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so it's noted that the royal family was devastated of the death of Princess Diana, including her children. But in 2004, Prince Charles called in the question because of things that he had said, of, that Diana had said before she had died, saying that Charles might have been planning something like this. Yes, but there were also many issues within the royal family, mm-hmm. and these issues could have led to her... Diana's, like, multiple multiple suicide attempts, her eating disorders, and her mental health struggles. Like, I mean, I couldn't live in a... Yeah, no. I couldn't live in what she did for how... She lived there for years. Yeah. I mean, like, always feeling like you're an outsider in this family, even though she was around them her entire life, and her husband, knowing, like, her husband is having a very public affair, and comparing... Her to his dream lover honestly, all the time. Honestly, he was so sloppy with that, literally. Like, dude, you were not careful whatsoever. I mean, if he's going to have an affair, he might as well try to be smart about it. Yeah. Like, the royal family. <laughs> like, there as bad were, as that sounds. There were uh, articles about the royal family taking him aside and being like, Keep the affair under wraps. Keep your affair under wraps. Um, We're not going to do anything else about it. We're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. We're going to tell you how you're doing it is wrong. Yeah. So. And, like, how the public reacted, of course, they were very much in shock. It was a great loss. And because of how much the United Kingdom and, like, how many people around the world love Princess Diana. So. Well, I don't know if you've ever watched any documentaries, uh, like, about, like, Princess Diana, like, on her, the 20th anniversary of her death, they released all these documentaries about her. And every single one that, like, her and Charles are in together, and they're, like, touring, like, wherever they were, the crowd liked Diana more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I definitely yeah. feel like Charles is a very jealous type of person. I feel like that's what kind of could have drove the wedge between them, honestly, was the jealousy of him. He, well, yeah, he's a very envious person. Like, yeah. he's full of envy and rage, and I honestly feel like it was, he was a ticking time bomb, like, waiting to explode. But, yeah, then there's also Camilla. I mean, John, if you want to talk about that. Well, I mean, they meet in 1970. She marries another person, but they stay in contact like the entire time as friends um, right like friends, friends yeah well there's an article where i read an article where diana like corners her 
and it's like I just want my family. Mm. Like openly in at a party is like stop sleeping with my husband. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> good for her, girl boss. <laughs> and she's basically whisked away, mm-hmm. and then nothing's ever said about that again. So she was probably taken aside and like we don't make public scenes. Um, she dies in 97. Camilla's moved in by like 2001. So. And then they got married in 2005? 2005. Yeah. Her and Charles. Diana was a pawn. Like she was just. Yeah. She was a pawn in this game of chess and they had to get rid of like they had to get rid of her in order mm-hmm. for him to be able that sounds awful but I mean, in it order for him to, yeah for him to be happy for him to be happy um and for it to be socially acceptable that if he was a widower then he would be allowed to get remarried cuz they were divorced so he was like a post divorcee widower yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot publicly said from the royal family about her death. It's just kind of been whitewashed. Mm-hmm. The public are more. It's more public and the and the public at hand that keep this alive. If yeah. they were if it was just the royal family they'd have washed. Well yeah, and I think one thing as well, I think a possibly extremely high uh, because of the surrounding between Charles and Camilla and Diana before her death, um, with the royal family's involvement. Uh, I think because of how much trouble Diana was making, they just wanted to get rid of her, probably because of like, because of just like how much in the like the tabloids like and everything. I mean, sorry, I the tabloids her. loved her. Yeah. Well, you also have to think. Okay, she didn't grow up royal. She had a in quotes like semi normal life. She got to grow up being doing things like normal kids did, where. Charles and Anne, Andrew and Edward, and like even like the Queen and her husband, they didn't get to grow up as like normal kids. They were always in the spotlight. Right. So like I definitely feel like their childhoods, just the differences in how they grew up, like, you know, they were always in the spotlight and had all this pressure on them from society to fit into a certain box when she... Had a, she was in the she was still in the spotlight, but definitely not as much as they were, and she was allowed to grow up more privately and make mistakes and learn. Where if the royal family if they made a mistake, like the whole Everybody. monarchy was yeah. at stake. So that could have possibly. I definitely feel like that started causing some of the issues between all of them, and like honestly, probably the parenting style too that she had with her kids. She was very hands on. Versus the queen, who was not like she wasn't really know. involved with her children's upbringing. 
Because, like, if you look at, like, old videos or pictures of Diana with her children, like, she is very affectionate and she loves her kids. And that's made very clear, so. I think, um, especially, like, with Harry, later on when he was older, he had asked to see reports of his mother's death. He had mainly wanted to see it to know that it was real. Like, looking at the photos, he wanted to know that it was for sure that, it, that she had died. And he eventually went again to go see the site, but much later when he was older, honestly. And he wanted basically to actually see if it was possible that his mother died that way, and it did. He describes, he basically describes um, how his, his mother's death like a bicycle chain. And like if one thing had been removed, say like the paparazzi, then then that would have never then her death would have never happened that she'd still be alive in some sort of capacity and honestly he was never satisfied with the investigation neither him or William was well she died in the hospital if she would have like if help would have gotten there in the United States it on average it takes like I think 12 to 16 minutes for like emergency services to arrive I'm pretty sure it is that way almost everywhere. So, like, don't quote me on that, but I'm like, pretty sure. So, if the help would have gotten there quickly, like, in a, in a much quicker time frame than they did, and she, like, she died, like, being wheeled back to emergency surgery, if she would have, they would have gotten there faster and taken her to the hospital, like, she would have still been alive. Yeah. So I think it was like a group. I think it was like the royal family. I I definitely think that the royal family. Oh yeah. Was one hundred percent involved with this death. Yeah, but I think that also in a, sometime in the paparazzi has some sort of play, and because they were basically chasing her, and they were not going to give up. And well, didn't they change the laws over there? From that, I do believe they did. They chased, They they changed a lot of the paparazzi laws, where they can't chase the they can't chase somebody well, yeah it's journalists must not engage in intimidation harassment or persistent pursuit they must not persist in questioning telephoning or pursuing or photograph photographing individuals once they have asked to desist nor remain on their property when they're asked to leave and must not follow so, yes, they did change, like, the laws after she died. <laughs> but, like, in that retrospect, I don't think they cared. They just kept following her, so. Well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the laws weren't there. Um, well. But then again, who told them where she was and. Exactly. And yeah. nine French photographers were arrested and charged with manslaughter. Although, like, the charges were thrown out, like, a few years later after yeah. her death, like. Yeah, so, like, they had, um, both Harry and William had considered reopening the case, but they never did. And I think one thing is how does, like, how does, like, her children remember her? Harry, he believed that his mother wasn't dead. He had, he didn't want to believe that his mother was gone. And, like, honestly, when you're going through the process of grief, like, I fairly, like, I respect that. Like, I understand and for quite some time, he believed that his mother was just going to go away for a while and that she come, she would come back. But, of course, she never did because she died. Harry? Yeah, Harry did. Well, he was, ah, a, sorry. Well, he was 
he little. Was, yeah, he was a child. And, like, when, I understand that retrospect from being a child. Like, you would think that. And he also remembers looking at gruesome photos from his mother's death. But he was only looking at a few because someone apparently had advised him to not look at the rest. And he says that he was internally grateful for that because it would have just made it absolutely worse for him. So... I think one thing, how does, like, how does, like, the general public remember this, like, remember her death? I think that her death was an accident, but that it could have been preventable. Like, we were talking about with the ambulance and everything, like, how if they had gone to her quicker with emergency services, that she would have survived. But, I mean, there is also the other half who think that it had been murdered by the royal family, and, of course, that's what we're... Yeah. That's what we're all in favor of because it, it it's honestly because there's so much. There is so much that points to it and like, I don't see it happening any other way. Okay, well, the queen <laughs> sent the car for her. Sent the driver. Sent the car. Sent the driver. Okay. I mean, also the fact is that they had taken away her security. Yes, she had divorced Charles. They took away her security, and honestly, I feel like, so I told you, like, I already mentioned, like, I touched on the topic that, you know, their different upbringings caused some issues. Diana always had a rocky relationship with the queen, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find a lot of sources to say, like, go into detail about why they had a rocky relationship, except that they did. Um... Diana took up positive spotlight for the royal family that they didn't get much positive spotlight before her because they weren't doing, like, they weren't helping people and hugging people, and she was very into helping. She was very much hands-on. Yeah, like, with the children with AIDS. Mm -hmm. Like, she was very into that and, like, destigmatizing that. Like, how the one thing that, like, she's mostly remembered for that particular moment was when she hugged an AIDS patient when at the time like they thought it was contagious to even like be in the same room with an AIDS patient or to just touch them in general. I think that she probably took up in the royal family's eyes she probably took up too much of the spotlight that Mm. they did not want to share and they were not willing to publicly show all the corruption and dismay within the walls of the palace because she was talking openly about how much crap is going on in there. Yeah. I mean, she did a she did a secret interview like and then it became public and like it was just it was just very it was very traumatic. And I think one thing that she mentions like like their one question that was asked um by the reporter to her was like it was about somebody but how she had answers well there are the three of this there were three of us in this marriage so it was pretty crowded and that that in itself itself was like damn like wow okay yeah so i think one thing that we can kind of close off with um i would say it was like her legacy was mainly about advocacy i mean she was very active in helping people i mean we talked about that a lot this podcast with like her helping with people with aids and like there was so much that she got involved in that we could go into, like, a separate podcast episode about. Mm-hmm. And, like, her advocacy is, like, very strongly, like, instilled, especially, like, in Harry, because, like, you could see that, like, even after he, 
even like in his time in the royal family like he was very strongly in advocacy but like after he left he kind of like dove head first into it and like and it's it's honestly it's very sad though like she like of course she is still gone but like that spirit of like wanting to take care of people that's still here and yeah well i just have a couple questions like did the did honestly like whichever family member or whoever sent that driver know he was going to be that intoxicated why was he going that fast yeah did the queen know and what did the driver's family think like those are like my main questions but like yeah, the no. dr- the, I think the driver died too. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. So I can't ask him. That sorry, that sounds really bad. But um, no, like we can't we can't ask them. But um, those are my main questions. I could not get answered, and I probably won't ever find an answer. I mean, what do you think, Josh? Um. Well, yeah, that. Did Camilla have a point a part to play in it? Um, Were there motives against Diana? Yeah. Why was there a hatred? Which I feel like we kind of been touching topic on that because there are so many things like leading up. Like, it's which straw broke the camel's back at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we have, I mean, we've touched on a lot and we've learned a lot. I don't know about you guys, but I have. Yes, I love the Princess Diana stuff. I'm, yeah, I mean. Every documentary that comes yeah. out, I have to watch it. Yeah, th- this was fun. I the mean, research for this was... Even though, like, the crown is loosely based off of... it's. I mean, like, they probably had to fill in some gaps. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of loosely based off events. And, like, I watched season five, and I was like, damn, like... Jesus Christ. Because, like, I had no idea about the... About the leaked phone conversation until I watched season five. And... But, like, even when we... Even when I went back and watched interviews from, like, Diana, and I watched, like, um... I have watched a video of, like, um, it was from the Smithsonian, and it was just, um, people, like, I think it was, like, the, de- um, the, the car that had Diana's body was being driven through, and it was, like, people, like, throwing flowers, and it was, like, crying, and it was, like, yeah, wow, like. Oh, yeah, people, Yeah, people this is how much love, this is how much people loved her, and it's just really sad to think about it, like, even, like what, 26 years later, and we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, uh, I guess thank you all for listening and hope you learned as much as I have today. Yeah, I think I think we learned a lot here today, so. Yeah, um, thank you for listening to this episode of History's Mysteries Podcast. See you next time. Bye.